You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Wow, hello and welcome to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. That's Big Travi and I'm Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and we're here to give you that fantasy football fix and get you ready for week seven matchups part deux, as I like to say. Travis, how you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic. I hope the Whisper Nation is doing fantastic. And Johnny, I hope you're doing fantastic because, listen, we are about to be through week seven of the NFL season, just over halfway of the fantasy football regular season. Hey. Things are starting to heat up. Kind of like, like Fergie said, you know, can you meet me halfway Right at the week seven borderline is where we gonna stay. And we literally just lost all five of our subscribers well, with I that singing. I don't know. Or we just gained five subscribers. Depends. If they like, dude, if they, they like. They might think it's I, like a Fergie fan video that we're doing here. Okay. You know, you know, William Hung, uh, you know how many hits that guy, like that guy went viral. Okay. And could he sing a lick? No. So you never know. You could be thanking me right now. You should be thanking yeah, me. Yeah, that saying, was more like funny. People aren't going <laughs> to go viral because they pity you. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we are now on episode, geez, <laughs> Travis, what is it, 34 now? That's uh, or right. 34 of the Fantasy Whispers podcast. This has been awesome. This has been a great journey. And we're going to dive into part two of the week seven breakdowns. All right, Travis, let's get it going, buddy. You ready? Let's do it. All right. First up on the slate, we got the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars, Travis. I'm actually really excited for this game. This is a divisional game. This is a 41 point over under in Vegas. A very low scoring project, a point projection here. Jacksonville is favored by four points. All right, Travis. We're going to start with this Houston Texans defense or Houston Texans offense here, which has kind of been a little bit troubling, right? Um, Coming into the season, Deshaun Watson. We, you know, you and I were were split on Deshaun Watson, um, and it seemed like after a few weeks, you know, we expected a slow start. Both of us did expect a slow start. However, after a few weeks, he started to seem like he was kind of getting the groove. This offense was was humming, right? It was one of the most uh, potent offenses between the touchdowns. And yet when they get into the red zone, it was like all of a sudden you put the clamps down and they couldn't score a touchdown. So, Travis, this is coming off Deshaun's, uh, Deshaun Watson's worst game as an NFL starting quarterback going against a Jacksonville Jaguars defense that has been, you know, giving up major yardage over the last few weeks. However, they come back home, they get some of that home field cook or home cooking what do you expect out of Deshaun Watson and this offense? And what do you expect out of this Jags defense? Can you trust them as a fantasy starter this weekend? 
knowing that Deshaun yeah. Watson is a mobile quarterback, and that's what they've been tor- torn up by the last two yeah, weeks. Yeah, no, that that's definitely the the caveat here is that he is mobile. I think the difference, though, is that his line has been giving up the, the NFL's second worst amount of sacks this year with 25 on the season. That's an average of about four per game, Johnny. That's not good against a defensive front in Jacksonville. That is really talented. And so for me, yes, he'll have his, his game rushing. I mean, they just gave up 82 rushing yards to Dak Prescott. They gave up 52 rushing yards to Marcus Mariota early in the, earlier in the year. So I think that there's a way to attack them there. But I think you can't attack the secondary. And I think it's a collision course of, a down, of an offense kind of trending down in, in Houston with a defense trending down as well, and which one's going to break. So which one will have the good game? I'm going to bet on the home team, the favored team, the more talented. I, I, I would say that the Jacksonville Jaguars are more talented on defense than the Houston Texans are talented on offense. Okay. And so for me, I'm going to lean on the Jacksonville Jaguars here in this showdown. I do think it's a get-right game for them, especially with the way that Deshaun has been playing as of late. All right. Um, Lamar Miller, how comfortable or confident do you feel starting him? I'm not. I'm staying away from him as well. If you if you read my player stay away article on the fantasywhispers.com, it's my take on a start sit column. And I basically highlight here about Lamar Miller and why you should stay away. And that's basically because the Jags have been stingy against enemy backs. They've only allowed 18 points on the year which is good, or 18 points uh, per game. And that's good for sixth best. So they are in the top 10 against enemy running backs. And I think that Miller, who's only averaging 3.7 yards per carry, has not really been getting the job done this year. And it's not going to start here against Jacksonville. All right. Uh, Nuke, you're going to play him. I understand he's going against Ramsey. However, last year he did have his way with Ramsey. So um, you're you're definitely going to roll him out. It's DeAndre Hopkins. He's great. Last week, he had Tredavious White all over him, still scored a touchdown, still came in and gave you a good fantasy day. You're rolling him out there. I'm not worried about him. All right. Next up, we have... Oh, sorry. Uh, on Let's just touch on the Jaguars. Uh, we No word yes, no no com- confirmation yet, but it's looking like TJ Yeldon will be the, the starting running back over there. It looks like Fournette's going to be out. Um, are you nervous that the Houston Texans defense has actually been stepping up a little bit? Um, but you're still going to roll him out, right? Yeah. I mean, with the bye weeks, he's yeah. And he's averaging 18 touches. So he's been getting a a workhorse sort of role here. Monitor the health. I think that they brought in Jamal Charles to help buffer because of all the injuries, but excuse me. I think that TJ Yeldon, uh, is a great start this week. Not well, not a great start, but a start that you have to basically roll out, ba- like you said, due to buys and due to availability. Sure. Okay. Um, anybody? Are none of these? Were you rolling out any of these wide receivers? I feel like you mm-hmm. can't really trust any of them. Like D.D. Westbrook is an interesting guy that continues PPR. to get good work. Yeah. Yeah. Our leagues. I. But that's about it. I. I don't really trust Blake Bortles in this matchup. Yeah, especially as much as we talk about Jacksonville, I think this is, you know, you talked about the low over under. They only have 20 point team totals for both of these teams and and less in the case of Houston. Um, But 20 point team totals is not a lot of points to be going around when we just said that TJ Yeldon is the better start. So he is probably more likely to score than any of those wide receivers. All right. Moving on to the next game. We've got 
the Detroit Lions coming off a bye at the Miami Dolphins, who came off of that crazy come. <laughs> I don't even know if it, do you call Kenyon it Kenyon Drake, dude. Man, yeah. So that what, fumble at the goal line was just the epitome of all the fantasy owners that drafted Kenyon Drake. Yeah, like, just you're so close to such a dude, what a heroic way he to was win. Untouched, he was untouched. I just dude. like, what are you doing? Oh man. Okay, so this is a 47 point under over under. Miami is favored by three somehow, some way. I don't know. Uh, maybe they haven't gotten the news that the Brock monster is going to uh, play again and start. Ryan Tannehill has some kind of injury, still unknown exactly what is wrong with him. Um, coach is not really, I don't even think the coach is really certain, to be honest with you. I don't, I, I don't think he even knows. Um, but when you talk about, some of these these pass catchers for the Miami Dolphins are you are you, I mean Albert Wilson is a top he's a, he's an, a wide receiver too at the moment however he's probably on a lot of people's waiver wires or he was just picked up this week cuz he had a monster game of 155 yards receiving this week Travis are you rolling out any of these wide receivers for the Miami Dolphins yeah, I kind of like Albert Wilson, and I'll tell you why. You've, you've talked about how he's warming up. He now leads the team in targets, Johnny, with 32. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning of the year, he was running 12.3 routes per game in those first three weeks. And since then, he's running 28.7 routes per game. He is definitely a guy that Brock Osweiler looked to last week. I think that should continue here. And Wilson has, you know, not the same speed as Tyreek. But he has run one of the fastest plays in the NFL, yeah. and the other the other ones are Tyreek Hill's plays. Right. So I think that Albert Wilson is a guy worth a stash, worth a play this week, especially against Detroit, who has not stopped anybody through the air, really, yeah. uh, this year. And so, yeah, I mean, give me Wilson. I don't really want anybody else because I just I think they're too volatile. Wilson is actually shaping up to be a guy that – you know, we've talked about it for many weeks. Who will be the number one for Miami? It's a different guy each week. It's actually shaping up to be Wilson a little bit here. You know what I think the Miami Dolphins should do? And this is, call me crazy. They should go to Brock in the beginning of the game and just say, Brock, we're in overtime, dude. Play <laughs> like we're in overtime. You know that he's no, dude. five. You know what they got to do? And o- he's 5-0 and o in overtime. He's undefeated yep. in overtime. Well, check this out. They should just tell they should just tell him that he's playing the Bears every time. Yeah, exactly. Because in every career oh, start man. he's had with all of his teams, he's beaten the Bears. Yeah. I mean So he's the bear a... slayer, he's the bear killer. All right. Like you want to win a drink at a bar, like tell ask ask you tell him that. Tell him yeah. Brock Osweiler when he started for Denver, beat the Bears. And when then... he started for the Texans, beat the Bears. And when he started for the Dolphins, he beat the Bears. Hey. Yeah, I already know, dude. That's why we took the damn field. Yep. <laughs> now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Exactly. All right. And move, moving toward, if so Frank Gore, you're starting Frank Gore over Kenyon Drake, or do you think Drake kind of has a bounce-back week? I'm taking... Frank Gore. I don't love it, uh, but I like Frank Gore in this matchup, and that's only because Kenyon Drake continues to see his work decline. 
in the running game. A goal line fumble that almost cost them the game is not going to be something untouched. That makes Adam Gase want to continue to start him uh, or continue to give him more works. And they love Gore. He's always loved Gore. He loves these veterans. Yeah, I'll roll Gore out there instead of, uh, you know, instead of Ken and Drake. I, uh, I would just try to get rid of these guys. When you're looking at the other side of the ball, you got the Detroit Lions. You got Matthew Stafford, who's actually been decent this year. He's been playable as a fantasy option. Um, and then you, you've got this running back kind of committee here, but it seems to be leaning like they're finally letting carry on Johnson do his thing they're finally realizing like he is the best running back in that backfield however they're giving they continue to give the goal line carries to um to Mr. LeGarrette Blunt who continues to you know he'll rush for you know five times for four yards but two touchdowns uh, are you going to roll out? Are you rolling out LeGarrette Blunt here? Or are you um, confident that he will get at least uh, one? No, no, no. You're gross. I'm sorry to cut you off, Johnny, but I'm tired of talking about LeGarrette Blunt. Okay? Maybe you should. Of running backs, there's four. Listen. Do you want a Blunt yeah, to smoke? I, and... I need one <laughs> to talk about LeGarrette Blunt. Matt Patricia, look at me in this flipping camera right now. Okay? Look at me. Matt Patricia. Look at me. Look at me. Where's carry on? Where is he? In the red zone. Where is he? Where? No, seriously. Yeah. No, I agree. Like here, here's the thing. Okay. There are 47 running backs with 50 or more touches on the season. And LeGarrette Blunt is dead last. He's 47th with 2.62 yards per touch. He sucks, Matt Patricia. He sucks, and now you're going to suck if you continue to give him the ball. Ooh. Give the ball to carry on, Johnson. All right. My name is Travis Caples, Big Travi Fantasy Whispers, and I approve this message. <laughs> and I second that message. <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I'm just, I'm just sick of it, Johnny. Yeah. I mean, carry on, I, Johnson I is you. clearly yeah. you see it every yeah. week. He is the better running back. Give him the ball more. Quit giving the ball to Legarrette Blunt. Yeah. You can do everything you want to do. Like Jim Bob Cooter has got to be like killing himself that Patricia probably still does this yeah. because Mr. Because Coots, you man. can see it like you can see what carry on Johnson brings to your team. If you're able to throw to him because he can catch the ball, mm-hmm. he runs like a flipping like a man possessed. Yeah, he's great. He's a great runner. He's a great running back. I've liked him all offseason. I still continue to like him. If you can buy him, which is a little hard now, but after the buy, he was dinged up. Try and get him off owners. I think you'll be very I think you'll be paid off. The Detroit wide receivers, Johnny, I rank them in this order. Kenny Galladay, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. Yep. You're going out with those guys in that order. Uh, I do think that Marvin Jones gets a little bit of an uptick in this game, and that's because Xavier Har- Howard will be likely lined up against yeah. Kenny Galladay. Kenny and so, therefore, I like I like Golden Tate, and I like um, uh, Marvin Jones in this game. All right. We're going to move on here to the next game. We got the – I'm excited for this game too. Um, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Baltimore Ravens. This is a 50.5 over under. Baltimore is favored by two and a half points. Travis, what do you make of this Mark Ingram-Alvin Kamara split that, you know, the last time we saw it was two weeks ago. It was Mark Ingram's first game back from the suspension, and surprise, surprise, 
Alvin Kamara had very, very few touches. A lot of Alvin Kamara owners were on full tilt. Ingram got the majority share. He also had two touchdowns. Travis, I'll let you start off this debate because I, I got my what I what I want to say and what I want to think. Uh, but I want you to to probably be the more rational one here. Out of the oh my goodness, uh, I want you to be the more rational one here. I think that the game that we saw on Monday night before their bye was a very weird one. They wanted to get those records for Drew Brees. They lay, they leaned on Drew Brees, and then they were up big. They leaned on the running game. I think it was a very weird, like, welcome back, Mark Ingram. We like you. We love you. You met us at the airport. We'll give you some work. They'd been giving so much work to Alvin Kamara. I don't think that it's beyond fair far-fetched that they took a load off of him and eased him into the bye because they were giving him so much work. And so I think at the end of the day, we're going to see closer to the end of last year where it was more of a 50-50 split. I think it'll be a 60-40 Ingram uh, leading on rushing and a six, you know, a 70-30 Alvin Kamara leading on uh, pass, passing downs. I think for this game specifically, Mark Ingram is a guy I'm avoiding if I can. And that's because the Baltimore Ravens are nasty against the run. I mean, they are the best team in the NFL against the run. I don't want any part of Mark Ingram. The Ravens, on average, allow only 85.5 yards to the running backs. That's going to be a split. Like, Ingram's not going to get all 85 of those yards. Some of those are going to go to Kamara. Uh, and right. so for me, yeah. uh, in this game, I would avoid Ingram. I think it sets up better for Kamara in this actual game. But I think they're both going to be very fine for the rest of the year. All right. I'm going to let you finish, but I'm, I'm actually not really going to. because I just finished. I'm so just gonna, I'm you're gonna good. Say, okay. No, so don't First, worry about it because no, no, I just finished. No, I just no, dropped no. knowledge Here's on you. Thing. You don't even Name, have to do anything else. No. In fact, the show's over. Thank you. I'm Big Travi. That's Johnny Game Time. <laughs> no, we're out. In all seriousness, one, the Baltimore Ravens have never – they have yet to face an offense like this New Orleans Saints offense. That's number one. Number two, Ingram versus – I think that Kamara will still be somewhat fantasy relevant. But I've been arguing this all off season, and I will continue to see it or continue to argue it until I get proven wrong. And I don't think that I'm going to get proven wrong this, this weekend either. They, why would they want to use and waste up uh, Alvin Kamara when Mark Ingram is going to be a free agent at the end of this year? They're not going to re-sign him. They can both do relatively the same thing. Is now is Mark Ingram as effective as Alvin Kamara? No, and I'm not. And I'll be the first one to say not even close. But can the can uh, Mark Ingram get the job done? Absolutely. Can you save Alvin Kamara from taking a beating this year because you want to use him next year and in your future? And and Mark Ingram's not in your future. Absolutely. And I think, and everyone wants to say, oh, well, uh, you know, Mark Ingram is just the between the tackles guy. Mark Ingram can catch really, really well. We saw him take a screen pass to the end zone last week or two weeks ago. So uh, this thing of, oh, Alvin Kamara is the only one that can catch out. No, it's not true. Mark Ingram can catch out of the backfield as well. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, whoa. No, no. So I, I, I'm not saying that you're saying that he can't catch, but okay. So you're saying Baltimore Ravens only get a uh, 85 yards on, on, um, on the ground. Well, is Mark Ingram going to get all of that? Probably not. He didn't even get that the other night. He got, he had like 50 yards rushing. 
I Do I think he'll get 50-yard rushing? Yes. Do I think he'll get in the end zone? Yes. Do I think he'll catch two to, uh, two to four balls out of the backfield for another 30 to 40 yards? Yes. So I think that he's going to be a very, very solid play. I think he is a borderline RB1, RB, uh, RB2 rest of season. Alvin Kamara, if he doesn't show up at the end of the or in this game, if they again give him less than eight touches, can, can we do a whisper wager that yes. Alvin Kamara will score more than Mark Ingram in this game? Yes, whisper. So that's yeah. happening. That's happening. And, that, and if I hear you say that the Ravens haven't played anybody good again, I'm going to freak out. They've played the Bengals and the Steelers already this year. Those are very good offenses this year. So I don't want to hear that again. They got up really quickly on the Steelers. The Bengals, they didn't. Okay. They got up really quickly and, and they, they can't, that's not possible against the saints. The saints have been torched this year, Johnny. I don't, they've been absolutely torched. I don't don't except for by Washington who has Alex Smith at quarterback. So like, and no wide receivers. So I, I listen, I don't want to spend all day on this in this matchup. But you're going to regret because I'm the best it's ever been. That's all I got to (laughs) say. In this matchup, I like I like AK a lot more than Ingram in this matchup. I think it sets up a little bit better. I want to talk about Michael Thomas going yeah. up against Jimmy Smith. I do not like Michael Thomas this week either. Yeah, I think this is going to be a game of Alvin Kamara and maybe some of the ancillary guys like Cameron Meredith. Maybe Ben Watson gets involved. That's how they're going to do it against Baltimore. Um, for me, New Orleans is... It, the Ravens are good, man. They're good. Yeah. They're a good defensive squad. They're a good offensive squad. This is going to be a good game. I'm excited for it for football purposes. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Johnny, unless you want to touch on anybody here. I mean, you're not no. benching Michael Thomas, but just no, temper right. expectations. Jimmy Smith is a very good cornerback. Yes. Um, on the other side of the ball, the Ravens. I want to talk a little bit about John Smokey Brown because yeah. he started off the year so hard, hot, so hot right now. Uh, he started off the year so hot, but he's after the last couple weeks, not so much. And Michael Crabtree reemerged last week. So what's your take on John Brown? Um, he was, he was locked up against the number one corner, uh, last, last week. So a lot of people are like, oh, well he's disappearing. Did he? Yeah, but he's still getting, he got the majority of targets again last week. Um, Crabtree had the better game. This is this is kind of splitting more of a 50-50 split in which we, we kind of thought it would be. But give me John Brown in this matchup. Again, you just brought it up. The Saints defense is not very good. And Joe Flacco still loves to do the deep ball. So can I can I imagine John Brown catching a deep ball for a touchdown? Absolutely. So and that that all it takes is one of those plays, and there go and there's your fantasy game uh, for John Brown, right? So uh, I do like John Brown in this game. I don't Joe think... Flacco worth the stream. A lot of people have been saying that. Um, I think he's like I said. I still prefer Andy I... Dalton. I take An- I'm taking Andy Dalton. I'm taking Jameis Winston. I'm taking Baker Mayfield. Yep. I'm taking Jared Goff. All of these guys I'm yes. taking above Joe Flacco. And dare I say Eli Manning against Atlanta? I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know. Um, like Eli yeah. Manning or Joe Flacco this week? I th- I think I would go Joe Flacco in that I- case because I don't trust the offensive line for the Giants. And mm-hmm. Eli has just been – That's a good point. 
so bad. Like I think with Evan so Ingram bad. back, I think the Giants are a sneaky bet to win this game. I think the yeah. Giants actually have well, a, are in a nice bounce back spot here. We'll get into the Giants but we'll get to that bit. game. Yeah. Uh, anything else here? The the breakdown for the running backs here. I think that we've kind of watched as Alex Collins has taken a little bit more of a lead role in this. Yeah. Obviously, things tend to change week to week with Baltimore based on who fumbles this week. Yeah, but I really like Alex Collins what he's done in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. I I would if I had to roll out one of these two guys, I I would go out. I would I would go with Collins, and um, I I love we we talked about it on IG. We hopped on there on a live, and you um you you texted in, so I much appreciate that. Uh, but we both agreed. Someone asked literally the same question: Bucky or um or do you owe Collins? We both agreed that it was Collins. So um yeah, give us Collins in this one. All right, Travis, we're going to move on to the next game here, and that's the Dallas Cowboys um, at the Washington Redskins, or Washington football team. My question is, okay, so this is a 41.5 over under. Washington is favored by one and a half points. I don't know if there's a more confusing team than this Washington Redskins oh team, right? Oh, my God. It just it baffles me. I, mean, I was texting a buddy of mine. He's a Redskins fan. I said there is not a more Jekyll and Hyde team yeah. than the Redskins. They turned around and, they, and we talked about this, Johnny. They were favored against Carolina, and it just blew my mind that they were favored after they got blown out by New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And can't and Carolina had been playing so good. And lo and behold, like Vegas knows its stuff because Carolina dropped an egg. Yep. And Washington's defense, which is a little bit the uh, it's the shining star for this team, right. is their defense. And it's been really good, especially against wide receivers. And that's what we kind of saw is that Carolina didn't really have a wide receiving uh, weapon there to challenge that. And the Cowboys aren't a team that has one either. Yeah. So for me, the 41 and a half point over under means start both those defenses in this game and you can feel comfortable doing that. Zeke is your only play on the Cowboys, really. I mean, yeah. am I wrong? Yeah, no, I'm not going to anybody else here. And then on the Redskins side of the ball, I think you have to roll Jordan Reed out. You feel bad about what he's been doing, but he still got nine targets last week. Yeah. He just didn't catch a ton. Smith wasn't hitting him as he as he normally is, very accurate. I think actually with Chris Thompson back, that could help Jordan Reed because it could open up the offense. So let's monitor if Chris Thompson comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Thompson, you'd throw out there for Washington. I would, I would, because, um, this defense, I think that what this defense, what we saw last week from this defense is, is kind of a little bit more of this situation. They were able to kind of sit back a little bit more and, and kind of pick off, pick off the Mr. Blake Bortles there. Um, so yeah, if, yeah, Alex Smith isn't a guy that's going to make a ton more, uh, mistakes and they're definitely like if ct's there he can check down exactly exactly yeah. so I, i'm good with that uh, i'm not really starting anybody else on this uh redskins offense. yeah cowboys defense been pretty good against the run I'm, I'm not starting ap here if i can avoid it yeah all right moving on to the next game we got the la rams at the san francisco 49ers this is a 53 point over under the rams are favored by nine and a half travis is this a trap game for the Rams? We saw uh, Bethard come off of a surprising game against your Green Bay Packers. 
Um, luckily, the Packers were able to come back in that game. But yeah, typical um, Green Bay Packers just making me sweat it out, giving me a heart attack. That's but what yeah, we no love sports for right. It's the drama. C.J. Beathard and Goodwin definitely made you feel like this could be the Goodwin connection that we wanted out of Jimmy Garoppolo. And you know who else looked really good in that game is Matt Breda. Yeah. So I think if we're talking about San Francisco here, listen, we have the Rams ranked as our number one defense going into the week. And you could catch all of our rankings up live on the website now at the fantasywhispers.com. But we have them ranked number one, and that's because the Niners have just been ravaged with injury all over their offense. Um, even their wide receivers are all banged up. George Kittle's banged up. But I think that you can start every I wouldn't start Bethard, but I think he's worth a look in two quarterback leagues. If you're if you're looking for a deep, deep uh play, if you're in a 14 team league, he's maybe worth a start. Well, shout uh, out. I want to give a shout out to a fan when we were doing an Instagram live. And uh, they asked, you know, Beathard or Alex Smith. And I was kind of taken back at at first. Yeah. At first I was like, Alex Smith. And then as I started to think about, you know, it was funny. You said, uh, I think you said something like, if those are your two options, man. uh, Yeah. That's (laughs) a little bit of a worry there. But it could have been a two quarterback league. And and actually, Beathard has actually played. He has had some pretty good games. So, um, yeah, Beathard has been interesting. The guy I want to talk about, Travis, is uh, I don't, and I always Raheem Most- Morset. Mor- Mostert. Mostert. Thank you. Mostert. Yeah, Mostert. Who surprise? I mean, I think by now every single fantasy player has seen the Matthew Berry blow up. Oh my god! On yeah. Instagram, and if you haven't, so unreal. It's hilarious, and I totally feel this pain because I definitely have been there. Maybe not to that extent. But I have. Well, we all know who Matthew Barry is, right? I mean, he is the the resident in this in this industry. And he says in the 30 years that he's been playing this game, he's never had a bad beat that bad. And you could tell. I mean, he was flipping fired up. Yeah, he was. He was Uh, fired. up. So do yourself a favor and check that out. It's really funny. So getting back to this, he had a. He had uh, um, a lot. Yeah, Mostert. Thank you. Who surprisingly came into this game, you know, Burita had the out of nowhere. Out. Like, out where nowhere. did Alfred Morris go? What is going on? Right. There was an APB out for Alfred Morris, right? Um, <laughs> on the milk carton. On the milk carton. Exactly. But um, he, he comes in and he has 12 carries for 87 yards. He's averaging a, a 7.3 yards per touch or per carry in this offense, which is surprisingly Travis ranked the number two offensive line for run blocking in the league right now. So if, if Burita is a go, what, how confident would you, would you say in starting uh Mostert or where, and, and, and also if Burita can't go, if Burita, I would be, Oh, if, if Burita can't go, Mostert's a RB two. Against this Rams defense that has yeah, been pretty stout? It's been stout. It hasn't been impenetrable. Uh, and that's because, uh, you know, the linebackers are the issues here. So, yes, Sue and Donald are tough, but if you can actually get around those guys, they don't have much behind them and defensively in the, in the linebacking core. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they're definitely attackable on the ground. And I actually like Breda to to be a big play this week. Yeah. I like him as an RB2 borderline and uh, he's got upside and 
You know, he definitely finally took the step last week as the red zone guy as because he had never been that before. And he definitely got that with Morris disappearing on us on the other side of the ball, Johnny, Mm -hmm. We've got the Los Angeles Rams. No Cooper Cup. He'll be out with an MCL sprain or strain or whatever. It depends on who you're reading it. But yeah, um, he'll be out, which means a big upgrade for me to Robert Woods. Robert Woods is a, uh, a heck of a start. Brandon Cooks is a heck of a start against this. The 49ers secondary cannot stop a nosebleed. They are just ridiculous. Uh, and they get torched every week, and so I think that's a they, those are great plays. They're about as bad at the corner position as the Arizona Cardinals are on the run game position. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You want to start your wide receivers against them for sure. Anybody else? Well, that, well and you're gonna. I mean, Todd Gurley continues to be the fantasy MVP. He's insane. He you mean God Gurley? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you're rolling him out each and every single week. Travis, speaking oh, of oh, bad I, defenses, hold on before we jump into the game. Oh, this is I, I just, would. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because that was a great intro. I apologize. But I think it's very, <laughs> very important. Right. We're starting to get at what point do you start to because right now we're kind of still in the in the. All right. We're just casting our net to as many different options as we can. Right. Like we're. Uh, we're picking up as many different kind of backfields or, or um, shares as we can. Todd Gurley, we've seen, has been just an absolute monster, right? And there have been reports and the limited action that we've seen out of Brown, uh, the backup to, um, to Todd Gurley. At what point do you say, you know what, I'm not – if you're a Todd Gurley owner – do you is he a must roster at this very moment, or at what point does he become a must roster? Um, because- I think the point that we saw him, we saw. Listen, after a few games, you should have been you should have been rostering him because yeah. of the rate that the Rams are in the red zone. Oh yeah, it's they are just it, it's they are constantly in the red zone. Gurley scores multiple touchdowns a game. He has nine touchdowns on the year, Johnny through six games Mm -hmm. so at that rate even if even if homeboy brown malcolm brown Mm -hmm. came in and did half of that that would be four touchdowns in nine games so i'm just saying like they are they are a very highly efficient offense you want that backup it's one of the clear-cut situations that you know if Gurley went down they would feed malcolm brown because that's the style of of this offense that McVay runs. It has the one single back that can catch Malcolm Brown can catch. Mm-hmm. We've seen him flash in limited time, uh, spelling Gurley during blowouts. He's good. You have to roster him. You have to handcuff guys like Gurley. Um, I think that, uh, Christian McCaffrey is another one because of CJ Anderson being so, right. so effective. Like there's guys out there. You should handcuff, um, and then there's guys that, you know, you're, you're not sure behind him if he would be the guy. But this is one of those where I think, yes, uh, as you gear up for that playoff stretch, you need that insurance. All right. Uh, moving on to the Bengals at the Chiefs Sunday night game. It got flexed up to the Sunday night because basically NBC realizes if they put Patrick Mahomes on TV, yeah. people will tune in. Yeah. Uh, it is a 58 and a half. As yes, we are watching something special here, guys. Yeah. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes, a.k.a. the man baby. The dude 
is like a child. Yeah, it's just he he's got this weird Kermit the Frog voice and he just looks like a very little boy. Yeah. I just but he doesn't play like and then one. he and then he, he throws it like, like a man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyways, 58 and a half point over under. Kansas City favored by 6. The Bengals come to town. They're a very good offense, Johnny. We talked about it earlier in the show. Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, and uh one of my plays this week is CJ Uzuma. I really like CJ Uzuma in this matchup. I think you can literally start uh, anybody on offense, not uh, maybe not John Ross or obviously Mark Walton, but like literally the Bengals, you know, main weapons, you're rolling them all out there in a, in a nice favorable matchup. Yep. On the other side of the ball, there's not anybody on Kansas City that you're not going to uh, start I, that I'm not going to start. Maybe right. Sammy Watkins, if you have a better option, because Sammy has seen his targets and catches go down each and every week. Um, I just don't know. I don't understand. In the first three weeks, he was getting a good amount of the market share. Then it's tilted to Kelsey in a in the couple weeks, and then it tilted to Tyreek again. So ju- it's just a lot of mouths to feed syndrome. Like that's what's going to happen with this offense. But I think in this game where it's a high over under, you can start at all of them. Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we move on to the Monday night game? Nope. That's it. That's so- all right. So Monday night, Johnny, the Giants. Come into it. Hot Atlanta, 54 and a half point over under Atlanta favored by four and a half points. I think we talked about this before. I think this is a get right game for OBJ. Atlanta is just absolutely just Swiss cheese when it comes to pass defense. Uh, I think Evan Ingram's a fine play here. Saquon Barkley, of course. And I think uh, due to buys and due to streaming capabilities, you're looking at Eli Manning here. Uh, the Falcons have allowed a QB one in every single game. So, uh, for me, I think that that's, you're okay rolling out Eli Manning here. Yep. For sure. Uh, well, not for sure. I, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> I know it's hard to trust him, but I just feel like the, the matchup's too good. If he yeah. fails you here, like just, yeah, he should be eliminated from Being, your league. Yeah. He, he should just. <laughs> Stop he's playing he's on. You know how they have the do not drop list. <laughs> yeah. He'd be on the do not add list. <laughs> right, exactly. You could never add him after that. Um, are you firing up pretty much all? Uh, you're on the on the giant side of the ball. Obviously, say. Yeah, I don't. Is, I don't really want any time part of Sterling Shepard. Okay. I just think it's too volatile. I think you're not going to be a, if Evan Ingram's back. That is. Yeah. I don't want Sterling Shepard. It looks like Evan Ingram's back. If Evan Ingram somehow misses, I don't think you'd be able to do this because yeah. you—it's a Monday night game. But then Shepard would. But yeah, other than that, yeah, that would be really risky. Um, when you're looking at the other side of the ball, you've got Stephen Ridley, who's banged up, and Mohamed Sanu. Cal- Calvin as well. Ridley. Yeah. Why do I keep saying Stephen Ridley? Like it's that okay, guy. Man. That guy is—he was never that good of a football player. Why do I keep bringing him up? Whoa, right. dude. Whoa. Hey. Yeah. I've. I've I'll be the first Roy, one to say it. Yeah. R- Ridley rage. Yeah. <laughs> Ridley rage. Uh, all right. So Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu both banged up here. I think you're going to have to look at other options, Travis, just because I don't know if you're going to get word completely if they're out or not. Well, look at Saturday. Game. Yeah. Basically, Because the good news is, is Dan Quinn came right out and said, I'm hopeful both of these guys are going to be ready. Yeah. So it sounds like they're giving them a lot. I mean, they also said a lot of things about Freeman and then Freeman ended up on the IR. So there's some, there's some things to watch there. I think Johnny's got a good point, even though this is a great matchup uh, 
for both those wide receivers and for my boy Julio Jones, who will absolutely destroy and just breathe the soul of all the players on the flipping Giants defense on Monday. You mark my words. Okay. Let's just hope that he somehow gets in the end zone, which yeah, we'll see. Um, I thought that last week he would for sure, and I was wrong once again. Yeah, I mean, he only played the number one team or the team that gave up the number one most amount of touchdowns in the league. Yeah. But he still didn't score. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he didn't watch our video on Instagram about the Benadryl that we were, we had his back. We put, we, you snuck in before the game. You put the Benadryl on his jock strap. He would have been, what did he do? He just went off. He went off for 140 plus yards and then, yeah, he's just no like, touchdowns. Yeah, he just he's, he's just like I'm just begging oh, you, Julio, please. Oh, I can't go in this. I I'm running towards the end zone. Oh, I can't get in there. I can't. It's just the dead end. All right. Ugh. But the big news, Travis, and I think we'll end the show with this because I think it's very important. Ito Smith was probably the number one waiver wire option um in your your waivers this week. After the news that Devontae Freeman is going to be out essentially for the rest of the year with a groin injury. Uh, 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 but um, so you, you've got that. So and then Tevin Coleman is, is still in. So, Travis, from your point of view, what how confident are you in playing either one of these guys for this weekend? Excuse me. I am confident in Tevin Coleman, and I'm actually confident in Tevin Coleman as an RB2, and I'm t- confident in Ito Smith as a flex Okay, because I think that he's going to get some red zone work so he could score, and and the Giants are just you know getting thrashed by right. running backs. They're getting thrashed by everybody for the most part. Um, Ito Smith has been the red zone guy for this team. He's had yeah. the majority of he's actually had the most My problem with Edo Smith is he has not been good running the football. But yeah. the benefit the benefit for Edo Smith is that he's been good after the catch yeah. when he catches the football and when he was in college he Stud. did a lot of work receiving as a receiving back. So yeah. I think what we're actually seeing is Tevin Coleman shift into the Devonta Freeman role. Uh, I and disagree. Edo Smith shift into the Tevin Coleman role. I do. And I think, I think it's going to be the, I think that Ito Smith will take the Devonte Freeman role. Cause that's what he's more built. Like he's more of a Devonte Freeman clone. And I think that Tevin Coleman, uh, he better give, he better give better at running because there was literally nobody better. There was very few running backs better than Devonta Freeman on first down. And, Edo Smith yeah. needs no, to get better I, running. I'm the not football. saying that he's because he's going if to he's be not, as good, but I'm saying that I think that they will trust Edo Smith to be more of that guy than they will Tevin Coleman. I think Tevin Coleman. So will I don't understand. So I don't understand your argument here because basically when we talked about the Saints, you said a guy in the contract year is going to get used more because he's in the contract year. But now we're talking about marking or we're talking about Tevin Coleman, who right. is in a contract year and is gone. Why wouldn't they want to run him as the back that's getting all the abuse? Because I'll tell you why. One, Ito is a rookie, so why not see what you have in Ito? Because you have Freeman. You're going to use Freeman next year. Once he comes back from surgery, you're going to use him. It's not the same situation. Ito, you have no idea. Alvin Kamara, you know exactly what you have in Alvin Kamara. You have one of the best running backs in the league. 
Ito Smith, you could have a good running back. You could have a bad running back. You could have a mediocre running back. If they use him in the Devontae Freeman role and they see that, hey, this guy's actually really, really good, we're going to next year put him in the Tevin Coleman role and we'll have Freeman as his normal role. We don't have to draft a running back this year. However, if you if you bring him in and and you're like, oh, I don't want to use I'm going to use up Tevin Coleman. Well, now you're going to go into the draft and you're going to say, do we need a running back or do we not? Or should we go in a different See, position? I still think if they're playing for the long term, they're going to use Ito Smith in the role that complements Freeman. They have Freeman on the books for a lot longer. So Freeman is part of their long term plan. Correct. So use Ito Smith as the complement to Tevin Coleman in the run game and see if he can fill that role out first. I mean, but we've already seen Ito Smith be in the Tevin or in the uh, Ito Smith has already been playing the Freeman the Freeman role to a to an extent, not to an full. Yeah, I was going to say like, but to an extent game. But really, and the I game think before that, he got a little bit of red zone work, but it was Tevin it was Coleman all three who of them carried though. him. But, yeah, I know. But they were all three playing that game. I'm but just I'm saying, saying that it, it, you look at his stature, he's 5'8", 195 pounds, and I think that he fits more into the Devontae Freeman clone. I'm not saying he's as good as Devontae Freeman. Please don't do that. I, I, dis- but, I disagree. I, I disagree. I think I think it's going to be – I think they'll work Coleman as more of the workhorse, like grind it out back, and then they're going to use Smith as the – but, we, I mean, we don't know. Yeah. I mean – we don't. We have no I mean, idea. We I'm have a very a, limited. I'm just a, a fantasy and analytics person. I, I don't know anything. <laughs> we we have limited work to see. So I think that he's worth the pickup because of the upside, the opportunity that he's he's going to have, the mm-hmm. crack, the first crack he's going to get at, at doing oh, something for this offense. He's going to release the kraken for sure. <laughs> Uh, Johnny happens to own Edo Smith in our league of records. So and I've done a lot be, of research on him. He so might I'm just, just be doing a little bit. He might just be having a little bit of bias here, but we'll just, we'll just save that for another episode. I think Edo Smith hey. takes a backseat to Tevin Coleman this week with the upside of taking over uh, a more serious role. I'm not saying what you're saying is out of the, out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. I just think based on what contract situations they have there in Atlanta, it makes sense to go a different route. Uh, but anyways, I don't have anything else. Johnny Austin Hooper. Yeah. Uh, I did want to touch on Austin right. Hooper. Great start here. Uh, I think he's, he's just been a very integral part of this offense, mm-hmm. especially with Freeman going down. It seems like Hooper has kind of been the guy to step up yeah. uh, for uh, the lack of a very effective running game there sure. uh, has been Austin Hooper. So Austin Hooper here. I don't have anything else here. Johnny, do you want to tell the, to the whisper nation where they can catch us, uh, catch the podcast and catch some of our social media stuff for sure. So if you're looking for more of our podcasts, please check us out on any platform where you can get your podcast, Stitcher, Google play, Apple podcasts, as well as check us out on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and the little bell ding. So that way you can get notified any single time we drop a new video on YouTube. It's very, very awesome. As well as check us out on Instagram. We do a lot on Instagram. We we mentioned it several times during this show. We're on there quite a bit. We've got graphics that will help you through the week. We've also got um, uh, videos that we're putting up. We're going live every day so we can help answer your lineup questions or any waiver questions or anything like that. As well as check us out on the fantasywhispers.com. Travis puts up his articles weekly. And as well as you can catch our rankings over there. So make sure you do that. Anything else, Travis, for let Whisper Nation go? 
Listen, Whisper Nation, if you're listening to this podcast, that means you're doing your final preparation for your week. We want to wish you the best of luck. And if you're looking for that last minute advice, hit up our Instagram story. We'll be answering questions there. And of course, hit us up on Instagram one hour before game time. We do our Instagram live show every Sunday. We'll be answering those questions for you. Yep. But until next time, whispers. That's Johnny Game Time Hicks, and I'm Big Travi. We're out. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.